This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Kilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. Def. I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with Frank Santo Padre. I, you woke him up. Frank I am was definitely going to experience hearing loss from this show. <laughs> colossal obsessions. It's like it's an occupational hazard. Like somebody who works with an, an airbrush or a, a high yes, pitch, right. high pitch <laughs> machinery. Every time Gilbert speaks, the EPA issues a violation. Yeah, something's going on. <laughs> Oi, Gil, how are you? Ah. <laughs> Do you feel like doing a little singing? Well, if I have to. Do you have a song in your heart? Yeah, oh, yes, <laughs> we, always. We do these episodes that we have on Patreon. Our friends at Patreon uh, pay us a little tiny little, uh, what would you call it? A little a pittance. A pittance, an honorarium. <laughs> yes. Uh, just to hear you sing. Yes. I mean, did you ever, with all the success that you've experienced in your career, did you ever think people would pay money out of their pocket? Absolutely. <laughs> to hear you murder yes. beloved hits. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people pay only once. <laughs> Whereas the people who are sitting next to him really pay. Yeah. And for $20 more, he won't sing. That's it. Well, that's like the old uh, the old Chico Marx oh, bit yes. from Animal Crackers. Yeah, you see, if we don't rehearse, we don't play. And if we don't play, that runs into, into money. money. <laughs> <laughs> So, we have a couple of things this week that I thought we would play around with. Uh, Listener Tom Brennan. Tom Brennan wants to hear his request is a Jerry Goffin, a Carole King song. Paul is already flinching. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have you know this was the number one song in the country the day that I came into the world. The day that I was born. You remember Ah. that. Uh, I just know it. (laughs) No, I know it because I research this kind of shit. And one day I thought, well, I wonder what the, what the number one song was, the Billboard song, the day I was born. And then I found out from my family members and all my friends. It's kind of a fun thing. We should all know that, actually. Um, if you give me your birth date, <laughs> I can. it's my special power, like Mary Lou Henner. She can oh, tell you the, oh. the date on the calendar. But, uh, yes, I, the, the day I was born, this song, and it's, I've always, uh, it's always had a special place for me, until today. <laughs> <laughs> This will be the last time you hear this song. Yes. And uh, this is uh, Will You Love Me Tomorrow, made famous by the Shirelles, written by Carole King. Gil, I know you know it. Ah, uh, yes. It's it's notable for being the first song by a black all-girl group to reach number one. Wow. Did you know that, no. sir? And the, uh, the lead singer, Shirley Owens, did not want to record it because she thought it was too country. Ah. Too country. Too country. Isn't that interesting? Well, you still love me. And, and it, was, it is ranked as one of the tw- uh, number 126 among Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. It should definitely be there. And after Gilbert does favors now, us with do his we, rendition. Do we have it? 
We just happen ah. to have the lyric sheet right here. Oh, we just happen to have <laughs> Okay. You are wrong, <clears throat> cliff note breath. Yes. Tonight, you're mine. Wait a minute. We have oh. music. Oh, <laughs> what, what key would you like it in, Gilbert? What key would he like it in? <laughs> the usual key. Yeah. And, and the key of screech. Yes. Here we go. All right. Give him, a, give him an intro. Tonight, you're mine. Came in the right place. A little faster. <laughs> you give your love so sweetly. Tonight, the light of love is in your eyes. But will you still love me tomorrow? It's a lasting treasure. <laughs> Or just a moment's pleasure. Can I believe the magic in your eyes? Will you still love me tomorrow? Tonight with words unspoken. You say that. But will my heart be broken when the night meets the morning sun? How about Anthony Newley? <laughs> I'd like to so tell me now, and I won't ask again. Will you still love me tomorrow? There's only seven minutes left. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. A, a, a tear fell from my eye. <laughs> you know what's great? I hear him in my phones, but I'm also sitting six inches away from him. <laughs> so I hear it also outside the phones. Right. What I thought was right. great is you took your headphones off to avoid the, the loudness. It got it's worse. Just, it's just worse. It got worse when I took the phones off. Well, we'll have to get Joan Collins on the show so I could do my day, my Anthony Newley. <laughs> That's right. She was her. married to yeah. Anthony Newley. That that. that rendition was notable because at least three times Gilbert fell behind and he caught up he again. Caught up. Yes! He caught up. Gilbert, yes! that was Stunning. impressive. That's one of my talents. <laughs> yes. Not that many was people impressive. can do that. Uh, the <laughs> song was covered by the great Dusty Springfield on A Girl Called Dusty. Uh, Gilbert, you'll appreciate this. Little Eva. Little Eva. Yes, Little Eva. she was Famous Carol for King's babysitter. That's right. Yeah. And, and her big number said, was... Oh, uh, the locomotive. The locomotion. He sang it. And said, yeah, yeah, and she said that, I think she said she wanted to be a singer, so Carol King wrote the locomotive for her. And locomotion. She locomotion. Which I right. believe you sang with Ron Dante. Oh, probably, you yes. You did. Sounds right. Yes. Yeah. You did, because we were talking about Brill Building right. and all of that old stuff. 
So this song was covered twice, and now we can say it's buried. Yes. <laughs> that one should be covered. Cher released a version on her 1966 album called Cher. Jackie DeShannon. What was Jackie DeShannon famous for, Gilbert? Oh, man, Jackie DeShannon. Oh, oh, oh. Think of your fellow man. Oh, my God. Helping hand. Put, Put a, a little, little love in your heart. heart. That's it. Very good. And the world That's it. will be, be a better, better place. <laughs> the Four Seasons, Roberta Flack and Linda Ronstadt all covered this song. Oh, wow. How about that? Now a little podcast trivia. Okay. This is fun. Bertel Dash, a black demo singer for the Brill Building Songwriters, recorded an answer song. You remember, we talked about what answer songs were? Oh, yeah. Answer songs were songs that were recorded to answer the question that was posed by the other song, by the other single. And it was called, yeah. Yes. (laughs) It was called Not Just Tomorrow, But Always. It has erroneously been claimed by some historians that Dash, or Dashe, was a pseudonym for epic recording artist Tony Orlando. Mm. Erroneous, Ooh. though. It's, it's, it's it says error. here, according to Wikipedia, which we know is completely unreliable, <laughs> uh, Tony Orlando, whose recording of the original song had not been released as Don Kirshner thought the lyric was convincing only as sung by a woman. So the next time we get Tony in here, mm-hmm. we I have know. to ask him about That's that. That's right. Wow. I just thought that was a fun coincidence that a fan... Pick this song, and it was connected to Tony and, Orlando. And Tony Orlando's father is buried in a Jewish cemetery. Yes, we have established. <laughs> we, as, we, as, as we have established on numerous and, occasions. And I think they used to call him Ladle or something they like that. They called him Label. Label. Label, because he was yes. in the garment business. Yes. Yeah. Label. Label. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta get Tony Orlando back. Oh, he was terrific. Yeah, we gotta do like a greatest hits month. Yeah, where I think we just. What do you think of that idea, Paul? Why am I greatest asking you? <laughs> Let me look it up. Oh, it's like Harvey yeah. Corman. Why am I asking you? Yeah. <laughs> well, we just get like Billy West and and, oh, yeah. and Tony and and some of the, the the people who've been great on the show. Mark Hudson. Oh come, yeah. Bring him back. Mark Hudson. Here's one that Paul Rayburn will love because this is Paul Rayburn's favorite now, songwriter. Was it Mark Hudson who gave us that story we can't say the actor. Yes, <laughs> it is. She would wipe her ass with wet naps and then toss it in the the shower stall of her trailer. We can't say who it was. Who was that? You've also got the wrong podcast guest. That was Dana Gould. Oh, that was Dana Gould who said it. But we'll never tell. But but Mark Hudson had one of those, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Sylvia Sidney is the answer to the (laughs) the actress was. Was was Agnes Moorhead. Lillian Gish. (laughs) B. Benaderet. Dame Edith Evans. You guys guys can keep going forever. Ruth McDivitt. (laughs) Look that one up. All right, Gilbert. This is Wait, I'm trying to remember a, an actress's name. Oh God. She was in Boeing Boeing. Oh my God. Oh, how, she, about, she, how about Margaret Dumont? No, one. she no, was in a, everything. Rita, was in Rita Shaw? No. Uh Catherine Kathleen Freeman? No, she was in that school though. Oh, she was in Lewis Lewis Stock Company? She was always playing like like the tough talking. Uh, broad. Not Mary Wicks. No, no. Oh, Christ. The <laughs> okay, only person Paul. to look it up well, is how the hell Paul. am I going to look it up? <laughs> look <laughs> up Boeing, Boeing. 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 The Jerry okay. Lewis movie. All right. God 
damn it. This sh- he'll have this in five years from now. No, you'll get it. I'm if confident. We're lucky. I'm confident. <laughs> no, I will have Rita, it. Read Rita something. Rita Shaw. Susanna no. Lee. No. Thelma uh, Ritter. Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter. That's it. Thelma Ritter. I'll have it in Do a five Do I get a minutes. promotion? Yes. All's quick. Thelma Ritter from Rear Window. Yes. Thelma Ritter, that's right. Yeah. Okay. You feel better? Yes. Okay. You want to do another song? Can we move oh, on? sure. Here we go. This is written. This is a hit song. Oh, we have to get on, um, 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 um uh, 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 what's her name? Oh, her. Her. Marilyn McCoo? Marilyn McCoo. How did I know who you were thinking How did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> well, <they> wish- <laughs> I don't know. It's gotten to that point wow. already. I just pulled You're... the name out of the air. It, no, I'm holding the fifth. It's like a miserable married couple. I'm holding I the can't. fifth dimension in my hand. This is a song, a hit song for the fifth dimension. 1967, written by another former podcast guest, the great Jimmy Webb. Wow. And this was requested by uh, Kelly M. Kelly M. Thanks so me, much. Who, who is, what Jimmy Webb's? She respects, she Jimmy or he, Webb. Kelly, uh, has so much respect for Jimmy Webb that they want you. They paid money to hear you mangle Jimmy Webb once again. This was, yes. okay, I know what this was. Not the song, just, just mangle Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Webb. Right. Um, this was uh, written by Jimmy, uh, recorded by the Fifth Dimension. This um, was one of his first hits. Yes, it went to number seven in July of 1967 on the U.S. Singles Chart. It is called by Wikipedia a, cano- a canonical, C-A-N-O-N-I-C-A-L. Canonical? That's easy canonical. for you to canonical. say. Canonical. Easy for you. Jeez, Mr. Canonical. A canonical example of sunshine pop. Are you familiar ah, with that? Sunshine Is that a pop. genre? Oh, that's you know, I'm perfect. walking on sunshine. Is, is that, that a genre? Kind of... Sunshine pop. You Have know, you... I would like to go back in time and buy up the rights to Walking on Sunshine. Oh, it's used in everything. Oh, yes. In every movie trailer. Yeah. Yeah. From elevators to movies. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now back to the show. And the other song that's in every single goddamn movie trailer is George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone. Oh, absolutely. The bone. Yeah, they got a lot of mileage out of that. And and could somebody pass a law that if a character's about to have sex, you can't play the hallelujah chorus? Okay. <laughs> how how about that bad, that thing in movie trailers where they pull the record neat they pull the needle oh, off the yeah. record to change the the tempo of the yes. comedy. So in in the in these movies of I think in the eighties, mostly the eighties, maybe the nineties, romantic comedies, and that the last song over the credits in every one of those was sung by. In what? In who who said like the guy? This guy was like did the last song over the credits at the end of like every rom com for for decades. Oh boy. You got you, you me. You just see it. Van Morrison. Was it was Van every, Morrison? He was on really? a million I like of Van Morrison. I like Van Morrison, too, but he would be, you know, 
just pop pop up at the end of, of you know for a period of time. I did not know that. That's right. You wouldn't sing or play music. He would just be there. In a t-shirt <laughs> waving. The instrumental backing on this wonderful song was performed, Paul would appreciate this, by members of the Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew. We talk crew. about the Wrecking Crew I got to see that documentary. It's you wonderful. That. I, really I have it on Blu-ray. That. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Including guitarist Al Casey and drummer Hal Blaine, who, damn it, I'm going to get on this show if it kills me. Okay, Gil. Yes. Frankie, maestro. We apologize to Jimmy in advance. Same same key before. The uh, same key, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Same key. Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? We could float among the stars. You're behind. Together, you and I. Before we can fly up, up and away, my beautiful, my beautiful balloon. The world's a night of plates in my beautiful balloon. It wears a night of face in my beautiful balloon. Okay, Jerry. We can sing a song and sail along the silver sky. Fly! Up, up and away, my beautiful, my beautiful balloon. Go high. <laughs> Suspended under a twilight canopy <laughs> We'll search the clouds for a star to guide us If by some chance you find yourself loving me We'll find a cloud to hide us We'll keep the moon beside us Love is there. How about some Paul Lynn? My beautiful balloon. How about some Paul Lynn? Way, way up in the air. And my beautiful, if you hold my hand, we'll chase your dream. How we can fly. Up, up and away. In my <laughs> <beautiful>. <laughs> he cracked himself up. <laughs> cracked himself up. Oh, my balloon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're, we're, we're all going to. Oh, oh, thank you, Frank. The, uh, you can take that down. The, uh, the breath control in there was magnificent. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, his was, phrasing. I think he's known for his phrasing. Is, I, like Sinatra. Now, I have some interesting little trivia here. Hit me. Okay. You mentioned Sunshine Pop. Yeah. So what song am I thinking of? In 1967, same year as Up, Up, and Away. Sunshine Pop. Uh, one of the great Sunshine Pop bands, according to Wikipedia. Oh. And the band, they were from, where is Delavan, New York? Delavan, New York. Yeah, I don't know. That's where Give they me were another from. hint. Uh, they, well, I'll tell you the name of the band and you tell me the name of the song. Okay. The band is the Free Design. You got me. And several, 
the free, free design. I thought I've heard of every you pop band apparently missed Sunshine from the seventies. Yeah, and the song was kites. You remember kites, kites are fun. Kites. kites are fun. I know yeah. "Go Fly a Kite" from "Let's that's Go another, Fly a Kite" that's from, from Dick Van Dyke. Mary Poppins. Yeah. But uh, no, kites are fun. It's a great. Well, now do they do they break down what songs would be considered Sunshine Pop? Well, they don't. What's the difference right between Sunshine Pop and Bubblegum Pop? Hmm. That's well, good. that's a good question. Like Hitching so, a Ride by Vanity Fair. All you right, know that work, song? On, work on the next one the and let me do more. Up. A the car goes by. <laughs> Won't somebody stop and help a guy? Hitching and a ride. ride. Would that be Bubblegum? Would that Hitching be Sunshine? Well, that's, or or Beautiful uh, Beautiful Sunday by Daniel Boone, a song I love. Scholars have puzzled over this. I think there are some records in the All right. London... Uh, future episode. <laughs> to be determined in a future episode. Uh, this song, Jimmy Webb's wonderful song, which was just massacred uh, <laughs> by my, uh, my partner... Uh, was sung by the Johnny Mann Singers. Do you remember the Johnny the Mann Johnny Singers, Man. Gilbert? Oh, wow. Bing Crosby recorded it for his 68 album, Thoroughly Modern Bing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, there's another case of the older singers trying yeah. to be hip. Diana Ross and the Supremes recorded it for their album, Reflections. Dionne Warwick is on her Value of the Dolls album. The Sunshine Company. On their 67 debut album, Happy is the Sunshine Company. That's got to be Sunshine Pop. got to be. Nancy Sinatra, <laughs> Andy Williams, and last but not least, Gilbert, Mrs. Miller. Oh, <laughs> from Merv Griffin? Yeah, I think it's wow. the I hope it's the same Mrs. Miller. We'll put that out to our fans. It was also featured in a 1968 episode of Petticoat Junction. <laughs> and did the Mike Curb Congregation? I love the have, Mike Curb Congregation. I know they had their one hit, Burning with, Bridges uh, from Burning Kelly's Bridges? Heroes. Oh, yeah. See, I remember they also had uh, a Gingerbread Man. That's right. Yeah. But Burning Bridges was the one. All the burning bridges that oh, are falling okay. next to me. That one from Kelly's Heroes, which is a great track. It's kind of a bubblegum song. Yeah, but you know. There's a, so I mean, this Sunshine Pop is crazy. We've stumbled onto something here. Okay. Somebody says Beach Boys, The Association. Oh, The Association. Oh, the, mama, the Mamas and Windy. the Papas. Windy. Yeah. Anyway, we've discovered something. I think that's long been buried and perhaps should have remained so. Well, maybe we will do a future music. We haven't done too many music episodes, and we haven't done the One Hit Wonders in a long time because right. we were going to yeah. do them live. There were the three that Frank lost. Uh, um, <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> and I, I recently yes he did found the email yes he did and it led me to a Dropbox that was still active that had eight and a half minutes of video from that night and he, he's really right. unusable audio files. Paul uh, Frank 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 uh, wanted people to know that he had nothing to do with it, so he posted <laughs> a Facebook post. Right. He reposted it saying, "Good luck tonight. I can't be there," and yet. He's still and, blamed. And and let's say that OJ still denies killing <laughs> the <laughs> Okay, Gil. If the tape don't fit, you must have quit. You got, we got one more song for you, and I think you're going to enjoy this one. Oh, okay. Because you get to do one of your impressions. Oh, jeez. This was recommended by fan Lucas Matarazzo. I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, this is a 1962 novelty song released as a single on Gary S. Paxton's Garpax Records. <laughs> oh, who didn't have Garpax yeah. Records? <laughs> they were big. Uh, it was a number one single on the Billboard Hot Chart of October 20 to 27th of that year, just before Halloween. 
I think you can figure out. 1962, was it? 1962. A novelty uh, single no, that went to we number one. Do we, no, do we it was know? a smash. It was a graveyard smash. <laughs> According to this, uh, Leon Russell played on this song. Oh, geez. Can you wrap your mind around that? I hope it's right. Um, Gilbert's going to take a shot at this, and he can do uh, his wonderful... You can do two impressions in this one. Oh, what's the other one? Because there's a line... Of course, his kites are fun by the free design, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think this line. Which one? Is done as a different as a different actor. Would that be Lagos? It would be. Yes. Yes. Okay, Frankie, we're going to try this. This is right up Gilbert's alley, and then we'll do a little trivia about the song afterward. I just happen to have the lyrics here. Ah. What do we think? Now it's nice and slow. I think you can stay on. Yes. What is it called? Measure. Yeah, <laughs> In measure. On, on the, measure. On the beat. On the beat. <laughs> All right, buckle up. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> that is not Gilbert. Working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from its lab began to rise, and suddenly to my surprise, he did the monster mouth. He's catching up. It was a graveyard smash, caught on in a flash. He did the monster man. Dory in the castle to the master bedroom where vampires meet. Two ghouls all came, their humble abode, to choke from my electrodes. They did the monster man. He catches up on every corner. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster man. Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all digging the sound. Igor on chain, back fighting. With the vocal group, the crypt kicker five. The match. The playground smash. It caught on in a flash. He played the monster match. Out of his coffin, dragged hoisted green. It seemed a trouble. He opened the lid and shook his fist and said, What happened to my Transylvania twist? It was a monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. Now the match. He caught on in a flash. Ooh, grass a part of the pan <laughs> and the monster mash he doesn't do fast they did the monster mash and you my the 
Can you do the monster? <laughs> you know, people don't know this. This is this is a real interesting trivia point. That was actually the Supremes. Really? Yeah. Singing the backup. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, nope, people don't know oh, that. Oh, that's, I did hear something like that. <laughs> no, was, he's pulling your chain. No, wasn't there like some famous group on something? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe there was. Well, Boris Pickett, Bobby <laughs> Boris Pickett's, according to this, uh, the Crypt Kicker Five <laughs> were uh, Gary S. Paxton, um, pianist Leon Russell. I hope the hell that's true because that's great trivia. Terry Berg, Ricky Page, Johnny McRae. Those were the Crypt Kickers. And the song was partially inspired by Paxton's earlier novelty hit, Alley Oop. Alley Oop. You know and what that always reminds me of is Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Pokemon. That was uh, Brian oh. Highland. Yeah. yeah. And Boris Karloff was a fan of this song. He was alive. Yeah. 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 He liked the song, but he thought that uh, Pickett sounded nothing like it. Is that true? <laughs> yes. Did we, did we ask Sarah about this song? When we uh, asked Sarah yeah. Carlos yeah. On? I think she said he liked we it. We must have. Yeah. That was fun, Gil. Had you ever sung that in those voices no. in your life? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're working hard. That was great. Now, listen to this. It, a Christmas-themed follow-up, oh, Monster's Holiday, which we'll also play. Uh. Um Monster, backed with Monster Motion, was also released in 62, and that reached 30, number 30 on the charts in December. Blood Bank Blues. Oh. <laughs> and the, the B-side was Me and My Mummy did not chart. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> there was a song which sounded very much like Monster Mash mm-hmm. that Lon Chaney Jr. sang. Seriously? Yeah. Not Werewolf Watusi. No, no. There was one... That Lon Chaney sang it, and it sounded, it was so obviously a ripoff of Monster Do you Mesh. want to look up Lon Chaney novelty oh, song, Lon Paul? <laughs> Gilbert. Now, I know he sang the song to Spider Baby. Yes, Spider Baby. But, but, but this was a separate you one. You think it was a single that he released? It was a single, and it was an obvious ripoff of Monster Mash. Wow. I have some trivia here. In 1977, Vincent Price issued a, a version in the UK oh. on EMI Records. Oh. Did you find that? It was the night before Christmas and all through the castle. My oh. monsters were having a... Oh, here's the Cheney. The tree was all trimmed in foolish things like wolfman fangs and vampire wings. It was a Good monsters show. They found themselves a new prey. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. That is a total ripoff. Yep. That's Lon Chaney Jr. Christmas 1964. So Lon Chaney Jr. covered Monsters Holiday? Yes. That was already done by Bobby Boris Pickett? We've got to get the chronology of this. Yeah. Because Pickett's song, Pickett's version of Monsters Holiday, which was the Christmas follow-up to Monster Mash, was released in 62. And Cheney died when? Not long after. Yeah. And, I mean, he sounds so healthy in this song. According to this, and it could be bullshit, the backing singers for the record were the Blossoms, led by Darlene Love. 
Well, oh, so it was Maybe that's someone. the one you were thinking about. Well, yeah. I, if I see Darlene Love on The View in the next couple of weeks, because we book her every year for Christmas, I'm going to I'm gonna bring up the dot, the goddamn monster match. Now, listening to Cheney's voice, could you tell he drank? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about Bobby Boris Pickett? Uh, just, I think he used to like to joke around and do imitations. Yeah. And then this was just like kind of fucking around the studio. Yeah, from Massachusetts and died fairly young. He was only 69 when he died. Um, yeah. Best known for co-writing and performing in 1962. But he apparently he incorporated impressions, um, in a nightclub act. He had a Hollywood nightclub act in the fifties, which I didn't know. How about that? Yeah. Interesting. And I, I guess Dr. Demento helped make this song popular. Oh, which, yeah. Which actually makes sense. Um, what do you got, Paul? Anything I else? I haven't got what you're looking for, but Lon Chaney's last recordings, he made an album called The Wolfman Speaks. Oh, we got to get wow. that. Yeah, the Wolfman Speaks, and some of the, they're all, their tunes are October Night, In the Graveyard, The Little Red Knife, The Rumpus Room. That sounds great. We got to get our hands on that. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps another edition of Gilbert Sings. Yes. <laughs> a show that is a misnomer. <laughs> a title a title that is a misnomer if ever there was one. Has, has that show charted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you see, the, 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 the viewers, the, the viewers, the listeners, they're people after your own heart, Gilbert. They oh, know yes. to get you to sing the Monster Mash. <laughs> you know, we, I have an idea. Why don't we set up a keyboard for Gilbert? Yeah. Next next opportunity. Not plug it in. If he can if he can <laughs> sing, he can play the keyboard. Yes. Have you ever right. tried to play an instrument? Uh, you know, I think when I was really little. Yeah. Uh, my parents got me piano lessons, which I don't remember. You one don't remember note. it. I don't it's remember. I took thing. piano lessons for nine years. Yeah. See, the, the old musician's joke on this thing is, you know, do you know how to play the saxophone? The answer is, I don't know. I never tried. Right. He right? he plays yes. the Jews harp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go out with a little Bobby Boris uh, Bobby Boris Pickett. Oh, let's Christmas go out on music. the Lon Chaney monster one. Okay, Frankie. You got your marching orders. You want to take us out of this? Oh, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsession. See you next time. My monsters were having a yuletide hassle. The tree was all trimmed in foolish things like wolfman fangs and vampire wings. It was a monster's holiday. But they were up to no good. It was a monster's holiday. Didn't act like good monsters should. It was a monster's holiday. They found themselves a new prey. It was a monster's holiday. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. They were making a list and checking it twice. Frankenstein wanted a shiny new try, a new chain for Yanish, a brace for Eager's back, a shaver for the Wolfman, a new cape for Drac. It was a master's holiday. But they were up to no good. It was a master's holiday. They act like good monsters. It show. was a master's holiday. They found themselves a new prey. It was a master's they holiday. They planned to rob Santa's sleigh. The mummy was to signal from the castle roof At the very first sound of a reindeer's hoof The Santa slid down the chimney wall The zombies were to make off with slave all From beyond the moat there rose such a clatter I jumped to the window to see what was the matter Like a 
bolt of lightning, it happened so quick. There in our midst stood old Saint Nick. It was a master's holiday. Yeah, but they were up to no good. It was a master's holiday. They didn't act like good monsters should. Traction for Igor's back. Drax got his cape. Frankie promised to behave, and the wolf man was happy. Now he can shave. It was a master's holiday, and all ended well. It was a master's holiday. Santa was really swell. It was a master's holiday. No need to rob Santa's side. It was a master's holiday. Maybe next year he'll come back. Now you monsters. What do you think of Santa? Wasn't he? Remember he's the one you want to debate? He brought you happiness and cheer and wished you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, wait a minute, Mommy. What did you think of Santa? Rummy Dunn told me when I was in Band-Aid that he was the greatest. <laughs> yes, he was the greatest. And a Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> and you remember, there's going to be a full moon. 